Hey, hey everybody. Welcome to the Empire Life Monday Masterclass, where we dive deeper with experts who are in the Empire Life community to really give you the ultimate value. That's why we're here today to give back to the community, to share with you our expertise. And today we're with Dr. Laura, and she's a functional medicine practitioner, and she loves topics like burnout and stress hormones, balancing your hormones naturally, and really being there and supporting the incredible powerhouse women that she supports with all of these topics. Because if you're watching this, you're probably, or you've probably been through some of those at some point in your business and also cycle syncing, which we're going to talk about on the third Monday masterclass. And I'll hand it over to her to intro herself a little bit more while I take a sip of my protein <laughs> powder. <laughs> girl. Well, yeah. Thanks so much for, for having me, Allison. Super excited to be here. I'm Dr. Laura DeCesaris. So I am a certified functional medicine practitioner. I currently own a company under my own name that is a health and performance consulting company for female founders, entrepreneurs, driven women, women in the corporate worlds, all of you I'm here to support. Um, it's my favorite group of women to work with just because I love surrounding myself with like-minded, motivated women. But I created my business because I saw this as a huge gap for female founders. There's always a lot of information out there about how do we grow our business? How do we build it? How do we set up funnels? How do we set up financials? But a lot of women put their health on the back burner until something bad happens. And really my mission is to help women be proactive about this and help you understand that your health is really your best business asset you could have. If you're functioning optimally, if your performance is as high as it can be, you're going to see that reflected in your business success as well. And you're going to be able to do it without burning out, without being exhausted and without sacrificing your, your own well-being for the success of your business. So you can really have all of it. You just need to learn the tools that work for you. I completely agree. And I, yes, yes to everything. Yes to all of the above. <laughs> and I like that we're both wearing maroon. I just, right? it's I like just our Zoom that. color today. <laughs> yeah, it's our Zoom color today. We didn't even coordinate that. <laughs> and, and, and also I didn't intro myself to Empire Life. We guide powerhouse, amazing women who are in a scale phase with their online businesses and scaling to have more freedom and the money that they deserve through their business and bringing women together who are in this phase, who really, like they, they really want to maximize their efforts and their success. They're redefining, they're redefining their success and building teams. It's doing incredible things in the world. And I want to dive right in that we're going we're gonna to talk about naturally balancing our hormones today. And before we give like, let's say three to five points and more information on those three to five ways to balance your hormones naturally. I wanted to ask you, Laura, what are some of the common questions that you get related to this topic with your clients or in your social media this in, in general? Yes. So there's, there's always a few commonalities, but the, the biggest question I always get is how do I sift through all the information out there and figure out what works for me? 
because I end up talking to women that have tried so many different things when it comes to their health. They're constantly buying a new diet book, a new diet plan. They're trying whatever the the hot diet is of the year, whether that's gluten-free or keto or vegan, you name it, but they're not finding anything sustainable that has longevity. They're continually in this cycle of feeling good until they don't feel good, feeling good until they don't feel good. So really my conversation with people is your health, it has to be personalized. So especially if we're talking your audience, female founders, like it's just you you run on a different wavelength like most people don't understand the type of fine tuning you need to run a business so cookie cutter approaches to your health to your nutrition they're just not going to work for you because you're you're expecting more of yourself and you want more of yourself you're you're demanding more of your body and your mind so we need to strategically plan for that a little bit more so that was a long way of saying my biggest yeah. most common question is how do i figure out what works for me when it comes to my health And what would you say is the general answer? Well, I'm sure that it's very specific depending on the person, but would it be something like you need to try things? You know, if you you hear about something, maybe try it out and see how that goes for you. Yeah, I think for a lot of women, it comes down to also like getting in touch with how you really feel about things. I, I meet a lot of women who have been in autopilot for so long they don't remember what really feeling amazing feels like. Like it's been so long that they're just used to a, a standard feeling of, of getting through. I mean, I'm sure you've heard this too. How many t- times have we heard women say like, I just got to push through this busy season and then all of time, but inevitably then we get hit with another busy season. Mm. So before you kind of even pick a path to try out, it's really about like listening to your, your body and how you feel like, what is it trying to tell you? Like, Are you getting brain fog? Are you having Mm. trouble sleeping? Do you find like when you're really stressed, you're getting very emotional, you're getting reactive towards your loved ones around you. And then later being like, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. You know, are your energy levels going up and down? Are you waking up in the middle of the night? So these are all things that can be frustrating, but it's also like SOS signals from your body telling you that you need to take a step back and evaluate what's going on every day. So really looking at, at the main three big topics as a starting place is how's your sleep? Do you have mm-hmm. a good sleep routine? Hang on one second. I'm going to mute. Just while there's another. They're painting my building. So it's been. Noisy. Oh, don't worry. No worries. <laughs> uh, sleep is a big one. It's the foundation of all health. Mm. After that, we're looking at stress. Not that there's anyone here who doesn't have stress, but do you have effective stress management tools for you? Mm -hmm. And what are you eating nutritionally? I think a lot of us have gotten a little disconnected from our food. We break everything down to macros and numbers and this and that, and really paying attention to how do I feel after I'm eating a certain food, regardless of what the internet says? Like, does this food make me feel happy and energized or does it make me feel bloated and cranky an hour later? So mm-hmm. kind of just reconnecting to your body and looking at those three major pillars is your best starting places for most women. Yes. And I know for me, I'm, I'm like a bear when I sleep, <laughs> there was that sleep test and I, I, there's some kind of sleep test and I forgot what the, it's called. The, but... uh, the chronotypes. Yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm the bear. I already knew I was the bear even before I took the test. <laughs> it was just validation that you were Yeah, it was just validation. <laughs> and 
I was that kid who was like, okay, I'm tired. Peace out, guys. Yeah. I don't think I'm missing out on anything. Right. So that's come naturally to me. But I, I am aware that when I don't sleep enough, that I am more reactive to things that normally emotionally wouldn't bother me and communicate that to the people around me. Oh, yeah, I didn't sleep very well. I might be a little more cut me a little slack. Yeah, cut me a little slack, please. But, but that those... little that little admission and like saying that to people, I mean, that can make huge strides, especially if you're in a business where you're running a team to your family. If you just kind of mm-hmm. lay that out there and say, Hey guys, like I had a rough night last night. I didn't sleep a lot, so be patient with me. Like how many, how many issues for women in their day-to-day life could be removed by just being able to connect to that and kind of putting that out there. Being the, having that self-awareness, right. It goes a long ways. I, I agree with that. And understanding, like you were saying, how do we get more sleep? Like I, I'm a little bit, I have strong boundaries around how much caffeine I consume usually on a day-to-day basis. And then the time to which I don't consume caffeine anymore. Right. And I have a teenager who started to get into loving coffee and matcha and different kind of yerba mate. And like also for her explaining why it's beneficial to not have as much caffeine because that affects our sleep and our calcium of our bones and her bones are developing right now. And it just, it can, what's the point of compromising our sleep, you know? And maybe it is a, maybe it is a hormonal thing that I want to go more into about, you know, having waking up, having hot flashes, for right. example, or drinking, if I drink caffeine, usually after like, let's say four, three or four at the latest that can, that will stay in my bloodstream and often affect my sleep. And then I'm like really mad at myself <laughs> This whole cycle of why like did I hear that? Awake, like why did yeah. I do that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and like most women start to learn tools just on their own, like that. Like, oh, I know my caffeine cutoff. It's noon or one p.m. Or it's I can only do half calf because you know on a biochemical basis, a lot of women metabolize caffeine very differently. Some are slow, some are fast. So figuring that out is obviously a a big starting point, but. Yeah, you know, again, not to sound like a broken record, but starting with the basics, like, do you even have a sleep routine? Like, if you're someone who struggles sleeping at night, like, are you on your computer, TV, or phone until late at night? Like, simple Mm -hmm. swaps are like starting to bring down that blue light at night that we get from devices, you know, turn them off an hour before bed. If you can't do that, at least get a good pair of blue light blockers, start preparing your brain to wind down. It's, It's asking a lot of your brain to be like, you know, processing videos and posting online. And then two seconds later, be like, okay, brain, stop working. Like go to sleep. Like it, it needs a minute. You have to kind of train it to be able to wind down. So starting to look at your sleep environment is another basic place to start. Like, do I have a dark room? Is it cooler? Is the light dimming? Can I maybe get some salt lamps and get some of those nice, warm, lower intensity lights going at night instead of very bright blue lights or fluorescents? Um, and even looking at your eating routine. So people tend to fall into one of two factions. They do really well when they make sure they stop eating at least like two and a half or three hours before bed, or 
Some people sleep better if they do have a small protein-based snack later at night, like nine, mm. nine, closer to bed. So like if you're someone who has trouble falling asleep because your, your brain keeps going, try backing that dinner up to three hours before bed. If you're someone who finds yourself waking up in the middle of the night a lot, just try that little snack like later at night. doesn't have to be a lot, but try it mm-hmm. and see if it helps you kind of go through the night all the way. Um, that hack is especially good for women who are dealing with like insulin resistance, blood sugar issues, energy swings throughout the day. Um, it just kind of helps keep your blood sugar stable all night so that you don't get woken up in the middle of the night because your brain thinks it needs food. For so. sure. I love those ideas. How, yeah. how do you know if you are hungry, if you wake up in the middle of the night, do you feel hungry or are there other symptoms that? No, no ways. A lot of times I'll see it in my practice and granted, like I'm typically running labs with women to confirm, but typically the profile I see is someone that tells me they have no problem falling asleep, but they wake up at like two or three or four in the morning, like ready to go. Like brain is up. They are wired. Um, and then inevitably they get like an early afternoon crash. They have to be reaching for sugar or extra caffeine to get them through the day. It's like this vicious cycle. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, for sure. A lot of times that's one of the reasons for waking up in the middle of the night. Obviously there's other ones, but that's like a very simple one that most people can try out and experiment with and just see if it helps them before you kind of start. All right, maybe it's time to troubleshoot, do some hormone testing um, and also evaluating like where are you at in your life as a woman? Like, are you someone who's in your twenties or thirties? Are you someone who's in your mid forties? And maybe we're talking like perimenopause because then that's a great time to really dive into some more detailed hormone testing and, mm-hmm. and get a feel for what's going on. Um, a lot of women wait until they're in the midst of menopausal symptoms to start paying attention to hormones. But the rule in the functional world is your, your menopause experience is often determined by the state of your hormones 10 years before it. Oh so gosh. Get into your early, yeah. 40s, your mid forties, like check everything out, like spend the time to optimize it now. And you just get to like cruise through it later. <laughs> so. That's what I feel too. I feel, well, from some of my experiences, what you're doing in your thirties is going to determine, right. How smooth menopause feels. Mm-hmm. And probably similarly for, for men, they, they don't realize maybe what they're doing, their health and how they're maintaining that. It's going to, what is it called? Andropause? Yeah. Andropause. Uh, andropause, yeah. how they're going to go through andropause too. S- similar. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's hard to see people waiting until they're in the middle of it and struggling with it. It's obviously much more challenging to address those symptoms when you're in it. But if you can cut, you know, it's similar, like predicting things in your business, if you can get a leg up and plan for it and say, okay, I'm going to have these, these things in place so that everything goes more smoothly. You wouldn't think twice about it if you're building a business, but for some reason, when it comes to our health, we seem to kind of want to ignore that and wait until something happens. But this is your message to be proactive and make your life much easier. Yes. <laughs> and so I, yeah, definitely. And segue into that being proactive, thinking about preventative measures instead of reactive, which we do focus a lot on our businesses is how can I predict what might happen and, or where do I want to be 10 years from now? Like, how do I want to feel 10 years from now? What I do today, how I take my health seriously, my sleep, my stress management, 
if I do feel burnt out, like looking at how I can minimize maybe and maximize the results, like minimize less efforts to maximize the results or scaling different areas, delegating, things that I love to talk about. (laughs) It's like same concept with your health. Like you can do all those Mm -hmm. things. You can plan for it. You can delegate it. You can work with a strategist like myself to mm-hmm. form a strategy for you so that you figure out what works for you when it saves you so much time and frustration and money in the long run. But it is a new yes. step to be learned. You have to learn what your personalized toolbox for health and performance looks like. And it's not going to look like anyone else's because each of us are just so unique. You know, it's, it's not just our family history and our genetics. We're also looking at what are our stress levels like? What are our business demands? Do we have a family? What is our sleep like? What's our hormones? Where do we live in the world? So there's just so many things to take into account. My job when I work with women is to take all that information and turn it into a blueprint, much like you would mm. plan for your business. So for sure, rather than reacting when we have symptoms and I need to find a solution to this symptom. Instead of looking at the whole picture or the whole blueprint and that individualized, like you're talking about blueprint for that person, they're not going to get that kind of holistic picture if they're react in the reactive mode and like going to, I mean, they might see a specialist, but they're reacting based on symptoms instead of, okay, what, what's the whole picture here, right? Yeah, and it's like, it's like two halves of a whole. People seem to sometimes think that like, oh, I either have to choose conventional healthcare or I have to choose preventative healthcare. And like, really we're here to like all work together. Like if you take the time to be proactive about your health, first of all, you don't have to generally go to the regular doctor as much, but then you can allot also your healthcare dollars to going when you really need it, right? Because their job is to address the big things as they come up, you know? No, yeah. matter, no matter how well you, you plan for it and support your health, we just don't know what's going to happen, right? Yeah, I've had amazing... Last year and a half, we just don't know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would like to say, like, I am, I love natural medicine, and my first two businesses were based on, well, the first one, natural medicine, and then natural medicine and tech, and then this one's tech and digital marketing with Empire Life, but I compl- definitely, hands down, agree with you when you're saying that you're going to have to go to the doctor less when you are more in like a preventative or proactive state. That's definitely true. And, and also it's amazing how doctors too. Well, I I know my insurance this last year covered me having a full panel of, of blood, like blood tests and looking at thyroid levels and at all. It, it was amazing. And my insurance covered that. So Jeez. then I can take, yeah, I can take that information and see someone like you and give, get the strategy and you can look at that blood work. But like my uh, OBGYN, I'm pretty sure was able to do all of that full panel. And I also had it done for my daughter. And I think it's incredible, of course, like what MDs are doing too. But, you know, she didn't sit down with me and go over that. She just handed it to me. Well, she didn't hand it to me. I asked for the paperwork. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, everything's normal. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, here's the paperwork if you really want it. And, and then I took that and looked over it and started taking more vitamin D 
and tyrosine for my thyroid and yeah. stress and like cognitive function. It's like and- so, so great that you were able to like do that and be proactive about it. But that's also a, a good topic. Like it is, I love when people come to me and they have a doctor who can order their blood work and insurance will cover it. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, where the gap falls with insurance is they don't reimburse doctors to then sit down with you and spend the time to go over it, which is why so many yes. people bring me labs and they'll be like, yeah, these are from eight months ago, but no one ever told me about it. And I'm looking at them like, well, we have some things to talk about. And it's For just sure. like filling in the gaps in that healthcare model. Cause you know, it, that's not perfect either, right? Like their job is just trying to, to scan for everything and make sure there's nothing serious going on. But then once you get that data, you can find an integrative practitioner to work with who has the time and the structure to sit with you and make sure you really understand it. Because that's what all it comes down to is like, do you really understand your body and what you need to be doing to support it? Because a, a lot of women don't, we're just not taught it. We're but not. once you yeah. learn it, it's just very powerful knowledge. It is. In, and then to consistently analyze how things are going. I was explaining that to someone the other day. Like it's what you need right now may not be what you need in two years. Like things, right. things get more stabilized regarding what you might be handling today. And then a year from now, you might have something new come up and then you don't need as much as this herbal medicine that you might be taking and they're like, wait, what? Like, it's not just, you just don't just take it like for two years. <laughs> right. It's like, especially, especially when we're talking women, like mm-hmm. now you have to think about no offense if there's any guys listening, but now you have to think about how complex we are. Like men are the same every 24 hours, right? Like ladies, a different version of you shows up every day <laughs> of the month. Like I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just our hormones sure. are constantly changing. So on top of that, you need to take that into account when you're thinking about your health and how to support it. So this is usually when people get overwhelmed and they're like, I just don't want to deal with it. But again, that's why you, you talk with someone who can literally just lay it out for you in a very simple to understand way. And then you have to just learn it once. And then it's this amazing tool you have to support your body. For sure. And I, you know, the way I see, just to dive right in, I see my menstrual cycle or, or like you're saying, showing up as a different version of myself related to my hormones. I see that as a beautiful journey. I welcome those changes. I welcome my body's process of regenerating or doing those things and doing those things for me that then I'm showing up as a new version of myself and I'm more in a like a restorative process and like almost thinking about well we'll we'll talk about that in the third master class so many as we become more aware of that different version that we might have which might look different every month for every woman or in one individual woman it looks different for me those different seasons of every month every month it might look different so I'm trying to say it's not like the same but there's general ways that I feel that I can kind of predict of how I might feel in each one of those seasons and then predicting what I, what kind of activities I need to be working on or delegating. And like I said, we'll go way more in detail in that in the third masterclass, but I want to segue into like three to five strategies. And if you want to add also feedback about, perhaps natural 
medicine or herbs or homeopathic medicine, please feel free with related to each strategy too, if that makes sense for you. Sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of tips, do you want to talk general health and performance tips specific to hormones? Any special requests? Yeah, it can be related to naturally balancing our hormones. It could be related to stress or, you know, alcohol and caffeine, um, yeah. metabolizing fat. Like there's a lot <laughs> of different ways. <laughs> yeah. So first tip would be this. If you, if you are a cycling woman and you don't track your menstrual cycle, start doing it. Mm. Like, there's no excuse anymore. There's a thousand apps out there. There's also smart AI based apps that can give you feedback based on the phase you're in. But this is going to be like a very basic start to you learning how to flip the script on hormones. Most women I talk to when it comes to hormones, I hear, I hate hormones. They're awful. No, your hormones are amazing and you will miss them. <laughs> so learn about them so that you can harness how powerful they are. I know we're going to talk about this more in the third masterclass, but tip number one, start tracking. It's going to give you so much insight into how you feel, into how you feel your body, into how you perform on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite apps, there's a few out there. Um, my flow is a good one. There's one called Floka, F-L-O-K-A. I'm going to write this down too. Sure. My flow and Floka. F-L-O-K-A. K-A. I use iPeriod. I just looked it up on my phone. iPeriod, monthly cycles, another free mm -hmm. app, like tons out there. You can kind of get a feel for which one you like best. They're all very different visually. They give you different feedback, but it's just such a simple tip and tool. And you will thank yourself for starting to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible to see it month after month. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to, get, to see that average and understand, I'm sure you as a practitioner, you can gather so much data too. If one of your clients showed you that and was like, oh, we really need to visit you know, that your fertility might be affected by this. Like, so I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish this. I'm sure that that's a good resource for you. All of the above. All of it. It's good for all of it. Um, so that's a very basic starting point if it comes to being proactive about your health. Second tip, we're talking about stress a little bit. If you're someone who is like, I definitely experience burnout cycles, like a couple times a year, like I feel it. It's just, Maybe it hasn't really taken you full out, but you kind of get those ebbs and flows of just feeling really, really strained, almost like butter scraped over too much bread. Like don't wait till it gets to that point to handle it. Like if you're going through multiple burnout cycles, you're waiting too long again to be proactive about that. None of us can avoid stress, right? But an exercise that I love to have people do at least once a year, I do this in my group program during stress management week every time we run it have women get out a big piece of paper and I literally tell them, write down everything that stresses you out. Nothing's too small, nothing's too big. It could be like the landscaper guy next to you in the morning. It could be like the state of the world, whatever it is, write down all your stressors. When you're finished, come back to that. And with a big black Sharpie, cross out everyone that you have no control over. Meaning it's like someone else's stuff. It's something out of your control, cross them out. Typically what happens is maybe like 15, 20% of those get crossed out. You let those go. There's nothing you can do about it. But what's really empowering is 
you have these things that stress you out that you have control over. And that is a very powerful piece of information because if you can control those stressors, you can come up with the tools to eliminate them or at least understand how to become more resilient so you can handle them better. You know, whether that's delegating on your team, whether that's having the hard conversations with partners and loved ones about stuff that's coming up, whether that's reevaluating some of the relationships and friendships and professional relationships in your life and removing the ones that no longer serve you. But understanding that you may be stressed out by a lot of things, but you have control over the bulk of them is a, a really cool thing when you think about it. Like you are the person then that holds the power to eliminate those stressors from your life. So I love doing that exercise. I think everyone should try and do that at some point. You don't have to share it with everyone, but it's something to think about. It really puts things in perspective for a lot of women. That kind of segues into my next tip, which is, okay, Dr. Laura, I have control over 80% of my stressors. Like, how do I know where to start? <laughs> so, yeah. Obviously, you know, you can, from a business perspective, you can look at like where to delegate different things and whatnot. But when it comes to your, your health and your body and what you can do, like if you think about, I don't know if you've ever seen those uh, infographics on social media that it says like a day in the life of an entrepreneur. And it's like, I can do this. Oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> this is great. Oh, this is so stressful. And it's like this big up and down chart. It is. Like, and your emotions. Yeah. I, I never experienced that. Day to day. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've d- to be completely honest, I never experienced that range of emotions and uncertainty. Oh no, now I'm on the top of the mountain. Now I'm uncertain. Now I'm top of like this. It's so many, there's, it's the full spectrum of emotions and entrepreneurship. I can say that for sure. I didn't ever experience those when I was working for someone else. Right. But yeah. once you understand that like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, I run a business. My days are going to be unpredictable like that that makes you very predictable. Your unpredictability makes you predictable. And that means that what we need to do for your health is we need to improve what's called your resilience, meaning Mm. how well can you bounce back from different stressors thrown your way? Oh, yes. There's a lot of different ways you can do this. Like, obviously we talked about some of the basics, like nail your sleep, get a good sleep routine, like prioritize it. You have to do it for your stress. It's super important. But then there's other little things you can do, like I know everyone's busy, but can you fit some deep breathing moments? Like so many of you wear an Apple watch and how many of us, when it says, Hey, here's your reminder to breathe. We're like, Oh, shut up. Apple watch. I don't have time. <laughs> it's like, it's a minute. Like what if you actually took that minute, took a step back, closed your eyes and took those deep breaths. Like we know that by actually doing that, it, it rams up our parasympathetic nervous system, which is basically how we manage stress without being in like fight or flight panic mode all the time. And that's just in a minute of deep breathing. And like those of you who, who may be dealing with hot flashes and stuff like that, a minute of deep breathing exercises has also been shown in studies to reduce hot flashes by 40%, which is huge. That is huge. And that's, it's free, right? It's literally a minute of breathing. So there's a ton of different breathing techniques out there. Anything just as simple as diaphragmatic breathing where you're breathing into your belly is great. There's also like paced breathing where you kind of breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for seven seconds, and then you exhale. Um, I can send you like a graphic if you want to post it in your group for women later. 
But learning these different deep breathing techniques really improves how your body handles stress. And it doesn't take a lot to incorporate them into your day. So if you are incorporating a new habit, this is kind of another tip on top of a tip, but stack it with something that you already do every day. So if you're someone who likes to do meditation or journaling or a walk in the morning, add in your deep breathing while you're doing one of those because you already have that established part of your day. So that's the easiest way to add a new habit in instead mm -hmm. of trying to be like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do 10 new things. Just do them one at a time and pair it with something that you already do every day. So like another one is drinking water, like having a glass of water when you wake up first thing in the morning, most women come downstairs and they go for the coffee pot. Mm. So what if the night before you just filled the glass with water and left it in front of the coffee pot? Oh, that's a great idea. I actually, I have to have almost two glasses this size by my bed before I go yeah. to sleep. Like I drink a full one of these before I sleep, usually with my vitamins. And then I need another one because then I wake up and I drink almost a full one. This it's I feel like once your body or for me, my body gets more used to this is how much water we're going to drink. Then my body starts craving it and I have to have it all the time <laughs> next to me. And it's, it's one of those things that for some women, like it is a hard habit to just start drinking more water. But like I said, if you already have something that you already do first thing in the morning, just stack them together. It'll happen very quickly if you remember to do it. So keep it simple. But these little things, stuff as simple as more water in the morning, doing some deep breathing, like they literally translate to you being able to handle stress more, even if it doesn't seem like it. Like mm. the, the supplements, that kind of stuff, that's really great too, but it's not your starting point. That's like when we start troubleshooting after you have the basics kind of laid out. The other, thing about, the other thing about the last basic thing I'll say about managing stress is like, you got to eat. I know you're busy, but like so many women, they just skip meals because they're super busy. Take the time down to sit for five minutes with your food, not on your phone and mm -hmm. just eat your meal, you know, a little bit of meal prep on the weekends, maybe investing in a meal prep company. If you don't have time and you have the funds to do so, make sure you eat because otherwise you're going to get hangry. And yes. Be good for your stress system or anyone else around you. <laughs> yes. And there are some fast healthy things to do or that that we do like gluten-free waffles that are frozen some of those are really healthy I, that's what I had this morning and gluten-free waffles with a little bit of vegan butter mm -hmm. a little maple syrup and then these uh, like natural little breakfast sausages and that's probably one of the biggest breakfasts I've eaten in a while but it was it was amazing because then I felt like I didn't need to eat till probably 12 or 1 Right. And they probably some... took you five minutes to put together if that. So. Yeah, because I just pulled them out of, put them in the toaster. I had already made the sausage the day before. I just made, when I make it because I'm so busy, I usually make a whole package of things, something. And then we'll eat one meal and then put the rest in a container in the refrigerator so I can pull that for another meal. Or when I wash salad, I usually wash the whole package and put it in a bag so then I can. That's how I like to do things. Yeah, most, most women do really well with just a little bit of prep work. And like, mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be fancy. Like if cooking is something you love, it's one thing. If I have the time for it, I love doing a fancy meal prep. But some weeks I look at my schedule and I'm like, all right, we got like an hour on Sunday. Let's just <laughs> knock out the basics and then mix and match all week. I, well, 
also what about adaptogens do you is that like something later on yeah i think adaptogens i think for most people are a pretty safe one to just try Mm -hmm. out obviously the you know the disclaimer there is if you're on a prescription medication you got to talk to your doctor or at least run it through an interaction checker any kind of herb for sure Uh, but yes like Mushrooms have become really popular. There's other adaptogenic herbs like ashwagandha, shisandra, ramania. Um, and you have to play around with timing too. Like some of them are better taken earlier in the day. Oh my gosh. For me, I'll have to take them as soon as I wake up. Like they make me hyperactive is ashwagandha, ginseng, right. all of those, your mamade, all, all of them. <laughs> yeah. And then there's some, you know, sometimes even like Rhodiola is one that you'll see in a lot of like sleepy supplements, but in some people that's a very energizing herb. So it's it is for me too. Yeah. yeah. I've had that experience with Rhodiola too. I'll, um, I'll post a link underneath this. I recently wrote a piece for core shots. They're like these little liquid, like ginger and turmeric shots you'll see in the grocery store. Nice. It was all about different kinds of adaptogens. Uh-huh. So people can kind of take a peek at that and learn about when to take certain ones and stuff like that if they want. I like that. And I made the mistake of taking rhodiola or ashwagandha in the afternoon even. Yeah. <laughs> and it's worse it, than thinking something's going to help you wind down. And then you're like, yeah, but right. like, you're right. Like for some people, ashwagandha is very calming or it releases stress to help them sleep. The, yeah. Yeah. It depends on the person. That's the cool thing about adaptogens. Like they help your body adapt based on what you need. They either lift you up or they help bring you down. So if you're someone who, who is looking at it for like a boost to help you manage your stress better, you're going to want to do that earlier in the day. If you're looking for something to help you, like, you know, your cortisol is kind of high. You're like, I feel I'm an anxious, stressed out person. You're going to look for one of those ones that are a little gentler to bring you down in the evening. It's amazing. Laura, thank you so much. I know we're coming up on our time and how can people reach out to you? Or we can, we can also put those definitely in the comments. Yeah, I'll put it in the comments. Um, everything is under my name. So my, my website's drlauradecessoris.com. I'm Dr. Laura Decessoris on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, you can reach out to me through any of those. You can send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. You can fill out the contact form on my website if you want to chat. So I'll put those links. Um, underneath once this goes up amazing perfect thank you laura thank you for giving us i mean this was a wealth of information incredible (laughs) well i'm Uh, looking forward to picking up with it next week again me too me too it'll be the same time if you're watching this next week and then also this is going to be broadcast tomorrow on our on the empire life podcast and on our website if you miss this live you'll be able to catch it there in the video because it's being recorded And I hope that you have a great night. I'll talk to you soon, Laura. Bye. Thanks again. Bye.